are listening to Oversharing with me, Tawny, and her mom, Maria. Welcome to your new safe space where there's no such thing as TMI. Hello, Maria. Hi, Tawny. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Or at least yeah. it feels like it. It has been. Um, our intention was to put out a regular episode after my solo mini episode last week, but that didn't happen. Um, if you did listen to the solo episode, then I'm sure you could tell I was going the fuck through it. So <laughs> I left you alone. <laughs> so said, it's probably <laughs> no surprise that um, that we didn't release a full one right after. Yeah. I also would just like to say... Um, that he sh- who shall not be named. I didn't remember that he did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory mm-hmm. when I made the Willy Wonka That's reference. Funny. I'm just a huge Willy Wonka fan. Mm-hmm. I don't typically fuck with sequels, right? Except for all of the Toy Stories mm-hmm. and Grease Two, mm-hmm. which is controversial. But right. <laughs> a lot of people hate Grease Two. I, I know, and I know that about you. So <laughs> it wasn't a surprise to me that you hadn't seen. I had no idea. Like I completely mm-hmm. blanked on it, and. It annoys... I don't like when they try to change classics. Right. I understand revamping. I do understand, like, adding a little new flavor so that it's a little more relatable. But I don't know. I didn't watch it either. No. Like, The Sandlot 2. I think when they made The Sandlot 2, it was none of the same people. It was just kind of a remake, a re-idea of the original. Which, that's fine. So that, like, younger generations have something new. But also, with Sandlot 2, then I need to see... You know, Squints and Smalls and Benny the Jet. I need to see them all grown up. Right. With their families. I need to see who they <laughs> married. Yes, you're going too far. That's saying a lot, too. Exactly. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Anyway. So what else do you have going on? <laughs> me, personally? Yeah, I just mean, you know, Listen, we're if here, I... we're chatting, we're sharing. Right. Just yeah, let it out. I don't. I wouldn't even know where to start. Okay. To be honest with you, on a per, on a personal level. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Anything exciting happening? Exciting? Yeah. I don't know about exciting, but um, I got a pool. We did get a pool. <laughs> we got like the classic pool that probably a lot of us had as kids, like the biggest yes. round three foot. Did we pop this when we had ours? We never had this one. I oh, know we had a yeah. My cousins did though for sure and we definitely popped theirs a couple times yeah but i mean aunt sissy was so set on not having us inside the house she would just keep no there were so many of us because she was like the flop house she had the yard she had the yard she had the most kids already true you know what i mean so like she has six kids once you have six kids that's it you throw in more it doesn't matter right right so everybody would just we would just go there during the summer she didn't care that there was 15 of us (laughs) because she was already taking care of six (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so I'm excited about that. Um, just, well, you know, we still have work to do with getting that done. Um, just a little bit. But uh, I'm excited to just float. Yeah. Yeah. It's hot. <laughs> it's hot. I mean, yeah, it's hot. Yeah. So that's the exciting stuff we got going on. That's what I have going on. Yeah. And, and I'm putting in for a pickup order at Walmart, so. Now that is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder... So, grocery shopping used to be your jam. I used to love it. It What did you love about it? I loved 
uh, I would get all of my coupons together so I knew that I was trying to stay within my budget, mm-hmm. um, which I did not have a very big budget for food. Back which in is, the day, yeah. yeah. And that's crazy. That should be one where you're able to splurge. And, and eating healthy is very expensive. It's, it is so, expensive. Like, that's the whole trip, know, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I used to like it because I would, one, it, it would be a getaway. Okay. You know, I got time to myself. Like as a mother. As a mother. Yeah. But even even when you guys were old enough to stay home by yourself. Yeah, absolutely. It was something I would do early in the morning. I would get in there. Then I would get back home and do my, you know, put everything away. It was just something that I enjoyed. But once the pandemic happened and they started put telling me what aisle I had to walk down and which way. And uh, it, it just became chaos for me. Felt and stressful, probably. It was very stressful until you told me on to the pickups and doing oh, things more yeah. online. Um, and now that's what I do. Yeah, I would have to. I'm gonna have to ask someone who like works in retail or something how they feel about the pickups versus the shopping. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. for me personally, if I worked at Walmart. I would rather have someone just send me their list and like, I'll do it for you. You stay home because I don't want more people in this store exactly. where I have to no, be. No, I do. I do. I understand that. Sometimes I feel silly when I <clears throat> I'll order something and I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just do it for pickup. But I feel silly, but I'm like, maybe they prefer it too. Like, I wonder if that's why Walmart has next to no cashiers anymore. Yeah. That's another reason why I don't like going in. Some people love self-checkout. That's not me. Yeah, you're not a fan. Only because you ring it, oh, that's not the right price, your little thing go ding, ding, <laughs> that kind of thing. And yeah. I already did the shopping. You're trying to I get out. I don't feel like checking it out, too. Um, and even more so now, I happen to go into a store without a bag, and I got a lot more. New than Jersey I... went completely no and plastic bags. They weren't even offering. Not even Wawa, nothing. And this one wasn't even offering a bag to buy. So I'm like this. <laughs> yeah. I had to make two trips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot the last time I went to Aldi, which they don't do bags anyway. They never did. Right. You just have to buy them. You like... just have to. You can buy them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I... I remember saying to you specifically, like, oh, no, I'm usually pretty good about remembering the bags. And then, of course, that actual trip, I forgot the bags. But I had two in my trunk. But the whole time I'm shopping, I was doing that stress thing where I'm, like, eyeing the boxes, like, eyeing the things in my car versus the size of my bags. And I'm, like, the dumb shit that I find to cause myself anxiety, knowing damn well that there is a plethora of bags (laughs) when I get to the checkout. And I think I did probably buy myself a new one. But, like... (laughs) It's so silly. The things yeah. that I can come up with to and that's spiral another, about. <laughs> that's another store that doesn't have a lot of cashiers. Aldi, the, yeah. yeah, the line. Typically and two. And I get it. You know, maybe maybe they can't keep employees. Maybe yeah. the you know, I don't know. But, you know, um, there just seems like less people are working. I mean, that's a big thing but too right so now. But so many people need. You know yeah. what I mean? We need stuff from the stores. I mean, that's a big conversation so right now. So I don't know if they're not hiring like, how do you feel about the sentiment? I feel like a lot of people in your generation or, you know, those older than me feel as though my generation and below doesn't want to work. How do you feel about that sentiment? Like, do you find us to be a lazy generation who doesn't want to work? Well, no. I mean, I, I, you have a lot of friends. I do, yeah. Um, and a lot of Very them, not cool. only do they work a full-time job, whether it be 
uh, nursing in a hospital or a teacher. Yeah. They also do a side job. They're a running a do. business online as well as being mothers. You know what I mean? So I have not, I find this generation to be very progressive, very energetic, very creative, innovative. Yeah. Um, and with that, it has allowed me to to grow, mm-hmm. you know, because I didn't realize I could set boundaries. I didn't realize I could say, you're not allowed to talk to me like that. Get away from when me. When it comes to like workplace stuff. When it, when it comes to anything, yeah. you know, just about me as a woman, you know what I mean? I've just learned so much from you young girls and I'm like, hmm. So no, I, I, I feel like, I don't, I don't think it's a lazy generation Yeah, from I think, what I've witnessed. I think the implication is that a lot of us don't want to work anymore. I would definitely say even... A lot of millennials say that about the generation below us. But for me, you know, where I sit, you have to remember, I've been a nanny for, you know, 11 years at this point. I haven't had a coworker. Nope. Do you know what I mean? Like, I haven't had, I've had structure. I've had a schedule, but it's different. Mm-hmm. It's different when I'm reporting to myself, basically, and, you know. And you and never called out. I never, well, no, 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 no. You never called but out But I also loved my job and there was a lot of things that I didn't have because I chose to be a nanny Mm -hmm. instead of be corporate or do Mm -hmm. something a little more traditional you know there was a lot of things that I had to to deal with on that end but I loved my job I'm still a nanny I love my job you know it was so rare for me to be completely just exhausted and be like I can't do it I can't get through this week you know because that's, you know, the gift and curse of working with children is that every day is completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the gift is that it's always going to be something different. It's never going to be monotonous. And then a the little bit of a curse is that it's unpredictable. You have no idea what you're walking into at any given moment, yep. you know. So, but I also want to acknowledge all the moms and say that it can also feel very thankless. Yes. When you're with children around the clock, it can feel very thankless because Obviously, you're keeping them alive and healthy and safe, but that's kind of expected of you, you know? And then it's like, um, the kids can be, kids can be assholes. You know, you put dinner in front of them, this isn't good, even though it was their favorite thing yesterday. Or you, you tie their shoes wrong, you know, you brush their hair wrong, you give them the wrong tail when they're getting out of the shower, and shit goes down. The toast is just oh, a little yeah. bit darker than it was oh, yeah. yesterday. And I, I used to tell my kids, I used to be like, you got to cut me some slack. Like, I don't think you guys realize how often you're criticizing me and it might seem okay because I'm a grown up, but like, it's not. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it's 10 a.m. Yeah. and you've already hit me with, you know, wrong bagel, wrong juice, this is not the right cup, you don't make any, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that can be really exhausting. And I think a lot of mothers probably go through that. And I know from a lot of my friends, they have a tough time expressing their frustrations with motherhood because they feel like they're not allowed. Like you're not allowed to complain. Like you chose to have a baby. You knew it would be demanding. You're not allowed to complain. And I don't feel that way. Like even when my friends preface, like I really love my kids, but I'm like, you don't have to say that here. Like you don't have to remind me that you love your child the same way. You don't have to remind me that you love your husband. Like there's allowed to be upset and chaos. There's allowed to be, disruption like you're allowed to have days like did you ever have days where you just didn't fucking like us yeah even when we were small absolutely of course and and as you stated you know 
changing your mind all the time. The food you love, the food Being you hate. Being jerks. On top of <laughs> a chaotic, toxic household. Yeah. Which probably created some of that anyway. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, but- yeah, when you have a lack of control. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what it is so much for children, right? They have such a lack of control. They rarely get to make their own decisions. They rarely get to decide what's going on. But they can decide what color fucking plate they're having their bagel on. <laughs> True that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. when you're in it, you don't think about it that way. You're just like, oh my God, why does this asshole have to be such a fucking asshole? Mm-hmm. But when you step back, you're like, oh yeah. Well, like, hindsight's twenty twenty. Literally and, but always. That, but that is the thing, though. There's a lot of people that aren't looking back. And I feel sorry for them. Yeah. Because I I definitely lead a different life. I definitely have, like, I think we've talked about it so often about how much peace I have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I was able to identify those behaviors. I think peace is hard to get to. And I think we've touched on this before. It's like with single people when you're told to love yourself. I think people confuse what that actually means, sure. you know? Because I was in an awful relationship and I felt like I loved myself. I was like... I love my creativity. I love the type of friend I am. I love blah, 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 blah. But the part that I was missing, like, they shouldn't say to love yourself. Like, what they should say is, like, to respect yourself. Like, having boundaries. And I just had this conversation with a guy friend yesterday is because when we're constantly overgiving and then accepting less than we want, and and that's the other thing. We shame ourselves for what we want. But then when you're accepting less than you want, like, that's you treating yourself badly Mm -hmm. that's you disrespecting yourself and I had to change so much like there were so many things that I would feel obligated to go to or money that I would feel like I had to spend to be you know a part of things like so many things that I was like if I don't go to this that person is gonna think I don't care about them and that's not the case at all I did that my whole life and I sacrificed so much the pressure we put on ourselves Mm -hmm. to show up when in reality there's so many other ways to show up yeah you know and And the reasons I mean I always felt forced to do something yes you know our family definitely like a heavy expectation my mother was like you have to go. You have to have kids in your wedding. You have to invite that person. You have to let this person do this. And you ha- she was always in my ear. And you have to take something. And you have to take more. You, you, you ha- it was yeah. always you have to, you have to, you have to. And I think each of us girls got, uh, and I'm, I'm sure, I don't even know if my sisters listen, but... Each of us girls would be able to say that we probably did a lot of things that we felt out of demand. Absolutely. And looking back, you're like, why did I waste my time and money on that? Like, why in the world did I do something because someone else said I had to? Oh my God. Can you imagine like all the times you've sat at an event, a party, a benefit, whatever the case may be, just like miserable. And you're like, why the fuck am I here? I spent sixty dollars on a gift, like from a person I'm not going to talk to for that the next my eight whole months. Marriage. <laughs> Talking about. <laughs> no, that's true. But real quick, like back to the lazy generation. I, I just want to make the comment because I've had these conversations with my friends, my friends that are in the corporate world, you know, and 
I don't think it's that people don't want to work. I just think it's that people don't want to work for companies and other people that don't appreciate them. Correct. Do you know what I mean? And I think the pandemic really opened things up because so many companies, we were like, they were like, oh shit, we can run our entire company with all of our employees at home. Mm-hmm. And I think that the at-home stuff makes for better employees. I know from some of my friends, like, yes, there's other things that are tough. You know, if you're in a house and you have small children or your husband's also working from home, there, there's a lot of factors. However, I know for, for just for instance, one of the families I used to nanny for, she was able to begin working from home and that changed her life. Like yeah. that was everything she ever wanted. Like mm-hmm. she loved me and she was so grateful for me being a part of the the equation but i knew that her dream was that she was the one getting her boys off to school she was the one picking them up in the afternoon she was the one getting them dressed for soccer do you know what i mean because like she, she wanted both she absolutely. wanted to be a corporate person yes you know and and she's great at what she does she loves her job exactly and, and she's in finance and that's mm-hmm. not super common for like women do you know what i mean and it's but it's important to her and, and she did, and and they're doing it, and they're making it work. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy. Like even though it was sad because it phases me out, you know. Right, right. I move on to the next thing, but I'm so happy to know that they were able to find the vibe and schedule to now where both parents get to enjoy that time with their kids that I was getting. You know, like that's so important. And I think that's where a lot of people are coming from. Is that certainly not lazy? You know, right. it's just that. They don't want to be unappreciated. They don't want to be told that they can't take the day off. They don't want to be told that, you know, their kid's doctor's appointment is not important because they need to be sitting at their desk answering fucking emails. Like how the expectations of us as a society are so crazy. I mean, our expectations of children, I was just talking about this with my 12-year-old that I used to nanny and like just saying the fact that we expect kids, you know, to go to school for seven to nine hours, depending on where you are, then come home, do more school. I'm very anti-homework. That's like the basis of this. I'm very anti-homework. And my 12-year-old is in middle school and there's a club. Like one of the teachers started a club for the other teachers to join where she kind of teaches the benefits of a no homework policy. Right. And she slowly has more teachers joining her. But I'm like, the fact that we expect kids, you know, go to school, come home, do more school, eat dinner, play a sport, be creative, read a book, spend time with their friends and then be in bed by eight o'clock. Like there's not enough time, <laughs> in, the not day. Enough time in the day and kids experience stress too, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, when she told me about the, the anti homework club thing, that's where that conversation was even coming from. I'm like, I love that. So I'm yeah. so against homework, not only just for the kids because they come home and it's so stressful, but, um, I've nannied so many children. One of my kids specifically, he just can't sit still. Like, right. he doesn't lack for learning. And Your he's... brother couldn't sit still. Exactly, exactly. So, like, for him to get through his whole day mm-hmm. and then be like, oh, shit, now I have to go home and sit again with another adult, like, micromanaging what I'm doing, that's so stressful It's for stressful him. on the parents as well. Fuck yeah, it is. You know what I mean? Because... You just worked a full day of work. You probably stopped and picked up groceries or something or Mm -hmm. food on the way home. Now the kids have to sit down and do their homework. The parents have not even unwound at all because they probably sat in traffic. You know what I mean? For even those who have an even longer commute. And then you get home and now there's tension. Mm -hmm. You know, little Johnny's got a test tomorrow. You know, Sarah has something to do. Sarah probably forgot she has to build... 
a Lego, <laughs> a big, big uh, thing of the United States. Sarah needs glue sticks and so, crayons. Yeah, so remember, I, I had to make, I made a sheet cake. Of you the, didn't have to make a well, sheet cake. Well, I didn't know how to draw. You know, I can only do it with My brother, what was it? Frosting. My brother, the night before, he has it, he had to do like a creative version of the map of the United States. Yeah, you're Jesus. right. And daddy wasn't home. My dad is an artist, so like... <laughs> so you can't draw. I can't draw. And then we were going to build... I forget we were going to build something. You were going to. And I can't do that either. So she baked a cake of the United States. I, yeah, I baked a sheet cake. But I'm... It's funny. I can't draw with a pen, but I'm able to draw with frosting. Right. You know what I mean? Which worked out well, but that's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> that, that's a lot. It, it's just... You know, it's the flexibility. You know, and I had that this morning. I had an employee call me and say, hey... I, you know, I need the day off. And I'm like, I can't give you the day off. Right. But here's what I can do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can change your hours. Would that help? You know, I to just... get out of here at this time of the day. And I do that a lot. Yeah. But that style of management alone has to make their job feel so much better. Just, well, I can't I imagine. I know as an employee, I need the flexibility to get to my doctor's appointments. Yeah. To get my children or my Whatever it is, yeah. I need that flexibility. And I am now in a role where my leadership allows me that flexibility. So I allow it to my team. Yeah. And you know what? I don't have an attendance problem. Right. Why would you? I if have you're a showing... guy who twice now, he, he, he generally, he splits time 50-50 with, with his mom, you know, mom, dad. But mom always drove the child to school. Mom got a surgery. And he needed to start driving. driving his, the kid he to was a seven a.m. to three p.m. So while mom for eight weeks, I changed his hours to eight to four. Right. And as long as your coworkers don't mind, then why not give flexibility to people? Because now the boy has his dad taking him to, to school. Exactly. They're not you know? putting out extra money to hire somebody. The kid isn't with someone he doesn't know. Exactly. The kid isn't with a family member that is just doing that out of obligation, you know? And, and I, I don't have a stressed employee who's worrying every day, how am I going to get yeah. him to Or school? on his phone trying to check on his kid, you nope. know? Nope. So that's so important. And I think your team probably appreciates that. And then they have no problem, you know, when another member of the team is getting that treatment because well, all they all I, get it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like that's everybody I I would offer everybody the opportunity to switch your hours. Now it can't be permanent. Right. It cannot of be course, permanent. There's, there's still, this is a you work for a huge corporation. Yeah, it's still it can't policy. be permanent, but flexibility for someone to take care of a personal issue, you know, I don't know if it whatever it could be. I mean, look at me. I wait for doctor's appointments for 5 months. I know. And, and not for anything, but it's none of your business. It's, I don't ask. It's none of your business what your employees are doing. No, and I don't ask. I've been so lucky, you know, for so long I've worked for families. So it's just so different. It's really hard to even explain the type of relationship that you create with someone mm -hmm. when you're taking care of their children. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, there's all boundaries, not boundaries, obviously there's boundaries, but like all, all limits go out the window. Do you know what I mean? Like, no topics off limit, like, and you just become so close, like... The one family I worked for, I've sat in her closet with her while she tries on clothes, getting ready mm -hmm. for different events. Right. I, he has cooked me dinner and, you know, made me birthday cakes and like celebrated me. Like, it's just a whole different thing. But because of that, because I was treated so well and I was so appreciated and they made it known I was grateful, I was an excellent employee. I yeah, showed sure. up all the time. I went above and beyond. My standard of care was always, I do the things 
I do the annoying little things so that the parents have more time with their children. Do you know what I mean? Like my job is not only to take care of the children, it's to guarantee that the parents get the time that they deserve with their children too. And if I'm doing the dishes, if I'm cleaning up the playroom and if I'm laying out the clothes for the next day and packing lunches, like that all adds up. Those are all chunks of time. And remembering to tell mom that the schedule that she put out today leaves zero time for you to get anywhere or feed any child. I love her to death, but you're right. <laughs> I remember this. You would call and you'd be like, oh, I'd be like, no. want to hear what I have to do? Oh, no. She <laughs> she overbooked me again. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to be in three places at one time. But guess what? I figured it the fuck out you did. every time. But, but then I, I love the grouped messages. I love the group messages Listen, between the moms and the dads. Some and shit. And the sarcasm. <laughs> when you're in a group text I with a married it. couple. I love it. Some shit goes down. I love it. And. Both the families that I worked for long term have such great senses of humor. They're just amazing couples. I've learned so much from them about marriage, about parenting, truly. But, I mean, if you've been in a relationship, if you're married, you know some of the passing of aggressive shit that goes down, like, during the day when you're trying to work out your schedule and you're, and you're both working and your jobs are equally important, you're equally annoyed, you know? Yeah, I've seen some messages. They're pretty funny. <laughs> And, but at least you can communicate, you know, back in the day, we didn't have that. So then right. imagine the agitation when he has the beeper. <laughs> this is how you can reach me. And if it's important, 911 me. Listen, 911 or 228, no matter what you put in there, you never got a call back yeah, immediately. It was all non emergent. Right. So imagine that trying to communicate through that. Right. That had to be so frustrating i mean for me i've had boyfriends who don't answer the I phone probably anyway should, just, should have just called the bar probably but wait, as please? a bar employee i hated people who called the bar looking oh my i hated God. being involved in when it. you're so, bartending and someone so i calls never looking for their husband yeah but i knew my my husband was always sitting at the bar please tell the story wait i don't even know there's oh a God, story. I'm so afraid of what you're going to say. You and Aunt Lisa still talk about to this day. Oh, dear God. I don't know why, where Daddy was or why he, how long he was gone. You'll have to fill in those gaps. But his excuse for why. Do you know which story I'm talking about? I do. Yeah, it was something about being, like, be in Westmoreland to get gas because that was the only gas station available <laughs> in the city of Philadelphia, mind you. Now, he's talking to two grown women who already have at least two children. Right. And he's telling us there's one gas station, be in Westmoreland, um, <laughs> and it was coming out a penny at a time. So I think it was, he was gone two days. <laughs> so my sister-in-law and I, and sister-in-law and I were like, oh, okay. And I believe that her husband, my brother, may have been involved in that. Oh, the penny at a time. Yeah, he may have been involved in some of that MIA or whatever. So we kind of just sit back and laughed. But then we turned the tables on them once because she didn't drive. Right. Uh, She didn't drive at all. So I would take her grocery shopping. And that's where we would... That's another reason why I love grocery shopping. But this one time we decided to stop at a bar. Neither of us are drinkers, right? No. (laughs) We're in probably in our late 20s, 30s. This is not something we've ever done. No. So we stop at a bar and we went to the one on the boulevard there. Oh my gosh, I forget what it was called. It was like an Acme. Wait, it... Yeah, it's still there. But it... Wasn't it Route 1 Cafe? That was it. It's not that anymore. So we went there and we're having drinks and we're having drinks. Um, 
and we leave and go someplace else and we stay gone for quite a few hours. We never went grocery shopping. Oh shit. Well, we got so those motherfuckers. They thought, had the audacity. Oh, the, Men always have absolutely. the audacity. So now we still laugh about it and we're like, the yes. Yeah. The, like How who are you dare you? you? Yeah. You do the grocery shopping in between your bar hopping. <laughs> <laughs> Which is daily. Yeah, <laughs> yours yeah. was yours was a once a one time thing. But we, it was triumphant, though. I have to tell you that. Even it was it was the worth, payback. Um, it was yeah. It was it worth every good. bit of bullshit, name yeah. calling, or whatever Came transpired. With. Yeah, it was worth every single bit. Well, of that it. motherfucker told you that the gas was coming out a penny at a time, and that's what took him so long. Like mm-hmm. that is the craziest shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> of course, it comes out a penny. It just of course it does. <laughs> I can't. I, so, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the shit my dad used to say just, it kills me. It kills me. And then my, my brother took after. Like, the, <laughs> the bizarre shit. Oh, my <laughs> God. I never, well, I never knew so, what the boy was saying. The boy. Like, what? Uh, all right. So, I was on Twitter. Imagine that, right? I saw this video. So, this woman does this video. Her daughter's in eighth grade. She's going on a rant. She says, um... Her, so her ex has a girlfriend, allegedly of six months. The new girlfriend took the daughter, who's graduating eighth grade, out to get a dress. And the mom, the bio mom, does this video and she's like, how dare she? That's a moment that should have been between me and my daughter. The night before her graduation, she's going to take her out to get a dress and she's not even going to include me. How is she just going to completely push me out of a situation that should have been a bonding moment for all of us? How do you feel about that? I want to see if you catch the same things that I caught. So what I would want to know is, okay, Mm -hmm. so if there's a graduation for my daughter. Yes, eighth grade. I would need to know the circumstances on why the night before the graduation she was with the girlfriend. Okay. Okay. And the night before the graduation, you would have well already had a dress. Exactly. That bonding moment would have happened when you decided, you were like, listen, mom, I need a dress. Yeah. And we would have driven anywhere to get it so i don't know the circumstances be around any of this of course but i know that as a mother any bonding moment with my daughter has to come from me exactly and if i don't put in the effort to make sure that you want to spend that time with me there's no bonding moment so i can't blame anybody for any loss i would have had with either of my children that was a lot of the response she got a lot of the responses she was getting was like hold the phone how come you didn't know the night before your daughter's graduation that she was still without a dress. Like, how do you know your daughter didn't go crying to the girlfriend? Like, um, I don't have anything to wear, you know? Right. You should have been on top of it. And I don't think she was happy with the response. I forget. But maybe this is a learning moment for her, though, to see that I hope so, so no, many... No, she went on to, like, release more videos. She released one. She didn't show the child's face, but she had the child in the background. And she's like, if someone disrespects me, how does that make you feel? And she's like, that makes me sad. And she's like, do you want to be around someone who disrespects me? Like, totally See, I feel like toxically toxic. turning the child against the girlfriend. Like, mm-hmm. from where I'm standing. That is why the girlfriend took the child out for a dress. Because the mother's more worried about how she's yeah. feeling about the new girlfriend having any type of relationship with the daughter. So now she's going to ruin it. The daughter will have no relationship with anybody older and of being a female. Right. Which this could be a good opportunity for her to have a woman in her life. This could be a good opportunity for all three of them Absolutely. to have a relationship. But mom needs to listen 
to hear. <laughs> Don't we all? You know, and That's- she's putting a lot of pressure on that child. They're putting a lot of pressure on that kid. I mean, and that was just one instance. I'm sure shit like that happens all the time. I've never been a step parent. I don't know what that would look like. I, I imagine I'd do okay, you know? But I've as far been a, I've never been a, a step parent. I don't know if I would have done well as a step parent. Okay. Because I probably would have. Well, I had an instance where I was dating a guy with a child, a very sick child. Yes, Jeff. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely had issues with the way that he spoke to the child's mother. And he felt like because he had to work on a Saturday and it was his weekend that she was supposed to take care of the child. And he was like telling me and bashing her. And I'm like, wait, no, it's, I your said, it's your weekend. He said, it's her child. I'm like, you your need, child. <laughs> you need to hire someone. Right. It's your responsibility. And, it's not, and I let him know it's not me. Yeah. I'm not going to be your child. That that child needs a nurse. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, he didn't get it. And we that's why. And we couldn't make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't blame her. It's your, you want weekends with your kids. Either schedule yourself off or find a child care. Right. Find a sitter. Yeah. I think it has to be tough. I definitely think there used to be this mindset that. There's this very toxic mindset that when a couple breaks up and has a child that they're always going to go back to each other. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's so hard to get away from the mother of your children. And like, yeah, maybe, maybe when you're young and it's immature and there's a lot of push and pull. But for grownups, when grownups are done with a relationship and they move on into a new relationship and they're mature, that back and forth, like a man conversing with the child of, I mean, his kid's mom or, you know, whatever shouldn't be a jealousy moment for the new partner but I think that takes the front seat so many times and the relationship with the child with any of those adults takes the back seat because we let our emotions yeah, <laughs> overrun and I, it and, I, and I, I also feel like it it has to do with the the content of what's happening so say I'm in a healthy relationship with a man who's treating me well yes however my ex torments calls yeah spies like if i would have had somebody in my life when all of that was taking place whether it was healthy or not they'd have been scared away (laughs) but imagine if they weren't afraid so then now they want to go into protection mode you know what i mean because then you also on a flip side it's not always men no you know what i mean there are some ex women Women who who play the game between between two men oh for sure and all of that I know from experience. But again, experience, that's all insecurity. It is. And I know from experience how damaging it is to the children. Absolutely. The children suffer the most in any of those mm-hmm. situations. And I think I've had to remind mm-hmm. some of my friends, and I know it's so tough, but it's like the more people to love that child, the better. And I know in those situations that sounds awful. You're like, fuck that. Like his girlfriend is not going to love my child and they're not going to have a relationship. And it's like, but Why? they are. You know and they I mean? should. Like, they are. Eventually they are anyway. And wouldn't you feel better 10 years from now? Like, let's say they do make it. Wouldn't you feel better 10 years from now that you were open and that you were kind rather than it took you six years to let your walls down and, you know, and because your it, kid will feel and you should all of that tension. You should drop that jealousy and get to know that other party. This way, you get to really see who they are. Yeah. And you know what? If there are things about that person that makes it like abs, there's just a hard no. You don't belong around my child at all. Well, then you've gotten to know them a little bit, and you understand that 
and maybe your spouse will see it too. Yeah. But when you just completely give it a hard no and don't even get to know them and only pick out all the bad stuff, you know, that yeah. is jealousy. I think so. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, there's so many factors that can go into that. I've dated men with children and I remember real young, I dated a guy who had a kid. His kid was three at the time and he would have it. It would be his weekend and we would be out at a party. And I'm like, well, why don't we go home and hang out with your kid? And he's like, nah. And I'm like, Ugh. exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then my ex, like it's it your weekend and you're out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why are you out? Like you should be at home with your kid. And then my ex, you know, the bad one, he had a kid. Of course, when we first met, he convinced me that he originally when the child was born, she was denying that he was the father and it was a big game and then it was proven that he wasn't really the father but he's such a good guy that he put his name on the birth certificate and he's been taken care of like literally none of that is true in reality my ex had not spent a moment alone with this child his whole life and he'll be 13 this year it's called abandonment yeah a hundred percent yeah and she has yeah. you know bore the full weight of parenthood Oh, not alone. Yes, she was a single mother. Do you know what I mean? She is remarried and she has other children, but that's not the point. Right. The point is my ex did absolutely nothing to benefit that child. And, and it still wasn't, doesn't. Still doesn't. And it wasn't <laughs> until I reached out to her. Like, I was believing everything that he was saying. I was seeing the messages between them, the Snapchats between them, and he was telling me that it was her. She's trying to cheat on her husband. She's this kind of person. You know, she's all these things and she's a liar. And it wasn't until I was just like, you know what? fuck this obviously the right thing to do would have been to just leave him anyway but that wasn't my first instinct <laughs> for many reasons check the fuck the boys club episode but anyway um <laughs> when i reached out to her and got the truth like he has nothing to do with this kid she's sweet we're still friends to this day we still communicate do you know what i mean mm -hmm. he still tries to play middleman he tries to use her to get to me still to this day like but it's just it's so crazy like the stories people will tell mm -hmm. <laughs> but had i not just like sucked it all up and reached out to her right you would have believed everything i would have went on believing mm -hmm. that she was awful and malicious and that mm -hmm. he was like i mean i eventually would have figured it the fuck out especially financially mm -hmm. and that's he, a red flag right there when oh, yeah. somebody continuously bashes their ex a hundred continuously and continuously and you're like okay you know, truth is one thing. Facts are, 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 are another. But yeah. just continuously bashing and, and doing it to other women to make to build yourself up is a red flag of who you are. And yeah. I've learned that. So, I mean, I sit back and I listen. I mean, I haven't dated in a long time. But um, when I did, I saw, I saw some of those things. And you're like, so now, if I'd be dating, I think the first thing I would ask is, how do you feel about your ex? <laughs> How do you feel about Roe versus Wade? <laughs> oh, yeah. For real. Like, now, now's a new thing. Yeah. Like now I'm going to tell who you are as a person based on your response to that question. No, that's true. That's all I'm going to need to say. Yeah. Because I don't even want to be your friend. If I mean, if we can get along with differences of opinion, that's that's completely different. But uh, when you are... It depends on the di what the opinions exactly. are. Exactly. So now... I if mean, your opinions are racist and homophobic exactly. and misogynistic, exactly. I'm not really interested. Exactly. So that... But there know, was a point in my life where I thought I could do both. You know what I mean? Like, my ex was very racist. When I first started dating him, he was listening to fucking David Duke podcasts. Like, not around me. I don't even know what that I, is. He's a fucking supremacist. He's a white yeah. supremacist. Mm. And, like, that was my thing. I'm like, oh, well, he's not listening to it around me. And he's racist i'm not racist and now i'm like bitch 
Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. that's enabling. You like, were, even you were though allowing it because you, I was, even though I would stand up to him, even though I would combat every single thing that he said, even though I would pull out facts, even though we would have drag down arguments about these things. I'm like, you're still fucking dating him. Like, mm-hmm. this is what you represent. If you have a child with this man, that's these are the types of ideals mm-hmm. that he he's going to put in your child to instill in your child, or he would fucking try. Do you know what I mean? But. Well, if you have a child yeah. with him, probably going to be like the other one. I'd end up, be yeah, like single. my girl, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I know. I used to tell him all the time. I mean, she's wonderful, and the child has a relationship with his family. Like that wouldn't be the story. No, you, you <laughs> said that my clearly, kid. and yeah. I've told him that. I Many said times, and, and I had an IUD the entire relationship. It was never, you know what I mean, like. But, what? um, yeah, I was like. That ain't gonna. That ain't gonna happen. Your parents gonna fly. will never be be alone with my kids. Don't no. even play with me. No. <laughs> oh, all the things we get ourselves into. I know, right? <laughs> Wait, there was. I wanted to talk about this last week, and we didn't end up doing a story. So, oh, hold on. Maria's working from home, and her phone was going crazy. Are you good, or do you need a minute? <laughs> yeah, you can. I'm. I'm. I'm okay. There's okay. just quite. A, yeah, I'm actually not working. <laughs> She's from actually. Home. She actually has I'm the day off. <laughs> today and tomorrow but yes my phone is uh going off and i probably wouldn't have gotten these calls if i was if you were you'd just be sitting there texting me (laughs) you want anything from walmart (laughs) but yeah no i'll take care of that when we're done um i guess it's if it it, it feels good to be needed huh yeah there you go (laughs) so i wanted to get into some gossip Okay. Gossip. Yeah, and it doesn't affect us in any way. So that's my favorite kind of gossip. I don't have any more gossip like that anymore. My girlfriends know. Like, that's my favorite gossip. My friend Bridget, love her the mostest. I will text her and I'll be like, are you ready to talk some shit about some shit that has nothing to do with us? And that's like... Do it. Yeah, that's our bread and butter. Let so hear it. There is an Instagram page called Dumois. Dumois. I'll probably say... I say it different every single time I say it. But the whole idea behind the idea behind the page, she's always been anonymous, the woman who runs it, right? Mm-hmm. But what she does is she pretty much exposes celebrities. So people will write in anonymously and they'll be like, have a tip on so-and-so and they'll give clues and she'll post them. And then it's on the readers to guess who they're talking about. And then some of them, they'll, she'll, she'll submit herself. So of course, I love that. I love the whole guessing game. I love all the gossip that comes along with it. But... She also does a side of it that I don't really enjoy, which is she encourages people when they're out, if they see celebrities, to take pictures and, you know, submit the pictures to her. She shares them. So celebrities doing regular things like out with their kids or having dinner, like spotted, you know, and that part of it's kind of icky to me because I just. People do that for her? Oh, and, and it boosts her? She has millions of followers. Are you wow. kidding me? Yeah. So, um,. I'm, I'm not into that part of it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you should just leave people alone. Like, oh, I don't I agree. think, I don't need to know where Jennifer Lopez is having dinner. Like, mm-hmm. I or don't what care. what she's wearing. Or what she's eating. Like, let her eat. Like, I don't really care. Like, that's where the lines are for me. But mm-hmm. whatever. People are into what they're into. So she has this page. She just recently started a podcast where even her voice is disguised. Like, she huh. does not want to be exposed for who she is. This is the, the big thing. Well, she was exposed, right? Oh, Someone figured out. It's actually two women. Someone figured out these two women that are running the pages I should have wrote their names down, but the best part is when people started messaging the Dumas page or messaging these women personally, they were like, so sorry, but since you know who we are, we have to block you. Like, hope you understand, like legit just blocking anyone who knew what the real identity was. And for me, there's so much beauty and the irony of like, 
you make your living off of exploiting people. Yeah. And now you've been exposed by the way they're socialites. Like, the grandfather has, like, a bunch of money. This is how she's even in the scene because she's a fucking socialite. And she's always talking shit on Nepo babies. Like, on kids who didn't necessarily work their way into the industry but they have family members that are already in the industry so that's kind of what paved the way for them so she's always talked shit on them like highlighted them specifically and here that's exactly how you have all your information yeah (laughs) yeah but the fact that she went out of her way to block people was like really funny to me like i don't know i just feel like if you've already been exposed lean in to it but I would imagine if you're not leaning in and you really don't want who you are to be a part of it, like, what's your fucking story? Exactly. What are you hiding? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I do. So, but I just found that so interesting. Like I said, the irony of it, what she has built a career around. And you don't want it done to you. Yeah. 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 And I just, that's what a theme. Now I want to know who it is. I know. I'm going to have to Google them and look them up. I forget. Her names. Hold on. Let's say. Dumois. <laughs> How do you even spell that? Listen. <coughs> obviously, it's French. I am not. And now wee that wee. I can't type either on my iPad. So my iPad's like, what are you even talking about? Sometimes I type the weirdest shit into Google and I can't believe that Google knows what I'm trying to say. Google knows everything. I don't. I won't even make sentences. And Google's like, oh, I got you, girl. Mm-hmm. Don't Did worry Did you about mean... It. Yeah, I meant that. How'd I'm you like, know? Yeah, I absolutely meant that. So, yeah, she used to be referred to as the real-life gossip girl. So, it was founded by Maggie Kempner, a fashion designer and granddaughter, granddaughter of socialite Nan Kempner, and Melissa Lavallo. Lavallo appears to still be linked to Des Moines today based on an audio from recent Des Moines endeavors. So, they both made their personal Instagrams private. Oh, but somebody said that the report... So, doxing? Have you ever heard of doxing? No. So, apparently, that is when you, like, expose someone who has an anonymous platform. Hmm. And it's like, you're not supposed to do that. Why do you want to do it? I don't know. I kind of liked that it was Donna Dumoy, though. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that's fucked up. But... I don't know. I enjoyed that story. Yeah? I did. I I want to see you do some... uh... PI stuff and figure out who it is like the other girls did see if you can get yourself blocked <laughs> I don't want to be blocked I like reading the little and you know what you know what my other favorite thing about Dumois then make is... a new name and go under that after you get blocked yeah just keep making them <laughs> just be a psycho <laughs> um, oh my bad <laughs> my other favorite part about Dumois 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 like, like I said I can't fucking say it but um, like there's the Instagram page which is ran by them it's all about celebrities but if you go on Reddit the Dumois thread on reddit like hates the instagram page (laughs) it's really just it's its own it's its own place to talk about celebrity things i mean for real that's where i got a lot of the coverage and the truth and that's where i found a lot of the facts of the amber heard case like that's where all of that went down is when i stepped away um from bigger platforms (laughs) because fun fact i had his name blocked on and muted on all my shit and the propaganda was still up in my face. Yeah. So I can't imagine what it was like for people who didn't have shit muted. But Reddit... So I, I think that's very interesting, too. Like, there's the Instagram page dedicated to Demois. I can't fucking talk. And then the Reddit page hates them. <laughs> and I, that's beautiful to me. Yeah. I love that. All the controversy. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love controversy as long as it has nothing to do with me. Right. You like, sit I on like, the outside. That's that's why I, I love to look at the... T- and I'm like, oh, this I watch is reality the- TV. I'm not getting involved in it. No. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I make comments, though. <laughs> or I make emojis. Comments about... Oh, like on TikTok? Mm-hmm. You get up in people's shit? I try. <laughs> I try. A couple times. I told you I already got cited once. Oh, yeah? yeah. For being mean? I don't, I don't know if I was being mean. I was just replying to a mean person. Okay. So I was being real. Right. They were being mean. Got you. Yeah. Do you remember what you said? No. Are you but lying because you don't want to say it? Probably. <laughs> I think I read it to you, though, and it wasn't that awful. But um, I'm just, I'm really sick of mean people. Like, I know, I right? I really am sick of just downright mean people like... I think I was telling you, a woman, you know, a a larger woman who had really just learned so much in her life and she was finally setting some boundaries and setting some standards and she was doing a nice little dance, you know, like a cool tune and saying, you know, I have standards. She was. The comments that came back, and I don't know if there were men or not, but there were men names, they were just so cruel. Like, who are you to set a standard? Look at you. You're fat. You're ugly. Oh, and well, men don't believe that women who are fat should have boundaries or standards I because they just, feel like you should just be lucky enough to have a man into you because you're fat. Absolutely We'll not. get the fuck into that. I have plenty to yeah, say. Yeah, I... So, <laughs> and, and that was one of the things. You know what I mean? So, like, that I comment about. Yeah. Pedophilia, I comment about. Yeah. You know what I mean? You saying that a girl is ready for sex when she gets her period... No, yeah. that's pedophilia. Yeah. You know, and then a lot of the girls in comments are like, I got mine at 10. Like, this, gross. Uh, this is gross. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't realize that. I think that's such a fucked up thing, too, when it comes to periods, is that the whole, like, oh, you're a woman now. No. It's like, what a fucked no, up, like. No, A 10-year-old is not a woman. A 13-year-old is not a woman. No. A 16-year-old is no, not a woman. Her body might think, you know what I mean? Her body is ready to be processing as a woman, but that doesn't mean emotionally, mentally, developmentally, she's a woman. And that's what is happening on TikTok. There are these men that are going through and they're making comments about younger girls' bodies and making disgusting comments and other people are exposing Shit's them. Shit's fucked up. And they're it's like, what up. do you mean? And then they're, then they have the nerve to say, if you have a video of me, take, you know, take it down. No, no. And that's what the girl says. Nope. I'm going to expose you and expose you and expose you. The internet a 17 year old girl is not a woman. You know what I mean? Like you don't get to do that. I just never understood the conversations about teenage girls, period. Do you know what I mean? Like, I even have guy friends who used to make really gross fucking comments all the time about younger girls. I'm, I'm like, sure daddy and them did it. Now you all have daughters. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like, I remember it was actually the, but honestly, and you know, not in their defense, but like I was, I was one of the women who wasn't calling them when they were saying it. Like I wasn't right. saying like, Oh, you can't talk like that because I was like, Oh, <laughs> of course they can talk like that. I remember there was a couple of things that happened that day, but it happened to be like Memorial day. And I believe that we were, uh, what is that place on the river there? Now it's like whiskeys, but it wasn't at the time. No, it's not whiskeys. It used to be whiskey. It's Maggie's now. Okay. So it, it back when it was, I think whiskeys. You know what? Now I'm getting myself complete. Oh, we were there. My sister what had. What was it before beca- that? So it was some type of EMS week or fireman week. Uh-huh. And they were getting uh, like 50% off 
yeah. food. I believe Maggie still does that, too. So we were there. My sister was there. She was there with one of her friends. And she kept insisting. And you were there with one of, with Angel? Probably. One of your friends. And she kept insisting I do SoCo and Lime. I remember. And I don't I don't drink that. And she's yes. like, just do it. And I'm like, listen, I don't, I don't do this. This isn't my jam. And I did it. And I did, too. Well, it's not my jam. Right. Um, and her and her friend and they're leaving because I called them out on their shit. But one of daddy's friends came over and said something to A man that I have known my entire life. I'm talking, I called this man uncle. My brother has lived in his home. Like, I have known him since I was a very small child. Yeah. He's been holding me in his arm. Yeah, so go yeah. on. I'm and sorry. And he turned her, and I don't even remember the words that he said. I don't know if you did, but he said something really derogatory. And I'm so glad that I had drank the SoCo. <laughs> Because now I had a little bit of balls to stand up to him and and call him out on his disgustingness. Yeah, he said and he something walked away. about my body or yeah. me being old enough yeah. for him to look at now. Something never, really fucking never. gross. That's fucking disgusting. That is disgusting. Yeah. It is disgusting. Your, your father's friends should never talk to you like that. Absolutely not. I don't care how old you are. Yeah. And uh, news told my father's friends, I'm not looking at you like that. <laughs> like, I'm just not. Like, And you, you weren't when you were a kid. You're I, gross. That's fucking disgusting. You're no, gross. I mean, I, that's the fucked up thing is like, uh, it's it would be such a much longer conversation, but people want to act scared of people they don't. Like, they want to pinpoint who it is that is the predators, right? They want to decide that this person is a predator because of this. And it's like, you need to be more careful because my parents brought a lot of predators into my life. Yep. Do you know what I mean? And, and, had no, yeah. and they had no idea. And I have a lot of friends who have predators in their life and their parents brought them in as well. Like, you think you know and you don't. I mean, there's people in my life now existing as if they never did anything fucking wrong and they're mm-hmm. predators. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that sounds crazy because it's like, well, why isn't anything being done? Well, that's the fucking society. Do you know what I mean? That's why nothing exactly is being done. I have women in my life who still, you know, in their 50s are working through their feelings because they think that's something that happened to them when they were a child is that something that they deserved. Right. Because of these type of men. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like I said, that's a whole longer whole conversation. What a conversation. dark... What a dark tone to leave on. No, 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 no. Let's switch it up. You know what I'm going to do? What's that? Jump in the pool. Oh, I know. We have to finish filling it. It's going to be hot as balls so wait, today. I didn't mention. It's a three-foot pool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still not sure how I'm going to get in it. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't get, get a ladder la- We didn't yet. get a ladder or anything. We're just going to have to do like a run and dive. Hmm. I probably won't be running and diving. I will probably push the side down, <laughs> right? Straddle it. And all the whip, water falls. All the water go out. The other leg, get back in. Then I'll be like, oh, no, I got to get out and get the hose now to fill up all of the water I let out. Right. Um, and then I'll just set up the slip and slide and just forget the pool because <laughs> it'll it. be drained. Yeah. That's my dad. We do have a slip and slide, too. That's true. That's hysterical. <laughs> oh my! Every time I think of a slip and slide, we went on this one mountain trip when I was like, I don't know, 17, 18, a bunch of my friends and cousins. Uh, and the boys were slip and sliding off the roof. Oh, I remember. Yeah. And then the cops eventually came because they were howling at the blue corn moon as well. So Who doesn't off. howl at the blue corn moon, though? Who doesn't? Though? On the roof? He just howled Wait, at the blue was corn this moon? the one where you had already ha- held a benefit and you drove in a snowstorm? No, 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 no. Different mountain trip. This is oh. like, these are the throwback mountain trips when we would stay at uh, Alex's parents' oh, house. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Joey, is... Joey's godmother. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes, okay, yes, okay, yes, okay. Yes. These are like the OG mountain trips. 
Gotcha. Yeah, when we get ourselves in a whole lot of trouble and the cops would come. Well, girly, I enjoyed all of this with you Always. this morning. Um, and I'm glad we're leaving it on a lighter note rather yeah, than, you know. Yeah, at the blue corn moon. But I got shit to do. Oh, okay then. Well, <laughs> I guess Maria has shit to do. So thank you for listening. <laughs> Remember Thank you, everybody. Review, subscribe, all that good shit. Check out our Instagram at Keep Oversharing, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much.